Prodigy Maker Show with Chris Lewitt. Chris Lewitt is an internationally recognized high-performance coach, educator, and author of two best-selling books, The Tennis Technique Bible and The Secrets of Spanish Tennis. Tune in weekly as Chris answers questions live from around the world and discusses topics in junior development, technical and tactical training, Spanish tennis methods, and philosophies, and more. The Prodigy Maker Show is primarily focused on high-performance junior training and how to help children maximize their potential. The program features intelligent insight from Chris and debate from leaders in the high-performance industry. The show can be watched live on Chris's Facebook profile, and video versions of the show are archived at youtube.com forward slash Chris Lewitt. And now, here's Chris. What's up, amigos? It's Chris Lewitt with the Prodigy Maker Show, episode 38. And I miss you guys. It's good to be back with you. It's been a few weeks. We've had this terrible crisis going on, and it's been a little tough on the home front here, and I haven't been able to get the podcast rolling or the show on, so I apologize for missing you guys, but I did miss you, and I thought we'd have a great discussion tonight talking about at-home training and how to get the best out of your tennis training with limited resources, which a lot of us have right now because many of us are on quarantine and we're not leaving the house very much. So I thought the show would be apropos and timely, and I thought you guys would get a lot of value out of it. I consider myself a creative problem solver, so I've had to put my mind to the test with uh, limited resources and space constraints and other constraints and try to figure out how do you develop a high-level tennis training program at home. How do you get the most out of your training with these uh, constraints and limited resources? So I thought I'd share that with you guys tonight. If you have any questions about at-home training, let me know. I also thought that I might throw in some advice for those who do have access to a tennis court where they can go out and play uh, in their area, uh, ways to play tennis safely, because I do believe that you can play tennis safely uh, if, you're, if, you, you, if you're conscientious and you follow a certain protocol. So we might get into that a little bit too. So at-home training, I don't know if they're my secrets, but where do I start with at-home training? I will tell you guys that Number one thing, okay, number one thing that I tell my students and all of my families right now is you got to keep up your cardio. I say that cardio is king for a tennis player. And the worst thing that can happen if you have a break or you're off the tennis court, that could be for a vacation, it could be for what we're going through now, is to let your cardio slide where you have to come back from a layoff and you're sucking wind. So the number one advice that I could give anyone, tennis player, coach, parent, kid, kid who's watching, wants to make sure their tennis game's strong, they can come back and lift the trophy uh, when tournaments are back on. God knows when we'll have tournaments again, hopefully, in a, hopefully soon, in a few months. The Pro Tour is out for a while now. I feel very badly for the professional players right now. Can't make a living. Very bad situation. So for, let's say for kids and players, coaches and parents at home, you must keep the cardio going. You must be a cardio beast. You must be a cardio king or queen in that case. So that means you have to do activities that raise your heart rate substantially and that challenge your cardiovascular system. So that's not walking. And it's not, it's not lifting weights. It's not doing push-ups. You know, I asked one of my students this week, I said, what are you doing at home to keep your cardio up? And he said, well, I'm doing some sit-ups. I'm doing sit-ups every day and I'm doing push-ups in the morning and the evening. He said when he wasn't too tired. I said, okay, when you're not too tired. All right. Well, that's great, buddy, but that's not cardio. And what tennis players really need is cardio. You've got to keep the VO2 max high. And if you come back 
from any kind of layoff or any time, any, any period off the court, you have to be able to breathe. You need oxygen. So that means running, that means biking, but it has to be the type of running and biking that gets your heart rate to a, a, a pretty high level so that uh, you, are, you are improving your cardiovascular capability. Could mean uh, sprints, could mean some distance work, it could mean you can do high intensity training at home. So if you have a small space, you can do high intensity aerobic training. You can do indoor machines. So we have a rowing machine in my house that I love to use in a pinch. Uh, indoor bike, treadmill, those are all really good. Any, any kind of indoor cardio machine is very good. Sometimes it's best to mix it up and do some long distance work one day and then another day do some sprint or interval work. You know, don't just get into the same monotony where you're doing the same type of training daily. It's not good for your body in terms of injury prevention and it's not great for your cardiovascular uh, improvement. So number one thing, if you have limited time, limited resources, limited space is cardio. You must do cardio training and it has to be substantial and it has to be consistent and you have to guard against your cardio level dropping. I can't stress that enough. Cardio is king. Cardio is queen. Please remember that above all else. So if you're at home and you're just doing some shadow strokes, you're doing some tennis stuff and then you're going to the gym, that's not going to work. Because when you come back to the court, you're going to be sucking wind. It's going to take you a month or two to, to just get back the cardio base. The goal is to come back to tournaments, to come back to playing, and to have the cardio already there, or mostly there, so that you can just focus on getting your tennis back into gear, getting back into rhythm. The last thing you want to do is to struggle with your cardio while you're also trying to get your tennis game back into practice. That's a nightmare. It's happened to me many times. I know it's happened to other professional players out there, high-level players, and you know, I remember Jose Higueras always told me, the great Spanish player and, and famous coach, he said, whenever I go have a layoff off the court, I always bring my running shoes with me. And whenever I go on vacation, I always pack my running shoes. And I never, I never forget when he told me that, because I do the same thing myself. You gotta run, you gotta bike, you gotta swim, whatever you can get, whatever you can do, you gotta do your high intensity uh, cardio training, but you gotta do it, or there's gonna be big problems when you come back on the tennis court, you're gonna be sucking wind, you're gonna be breathing heavy, you're not gonna be able to think, your consistency's gonna suffer, your technique's gonna suffer, your footwork's gonna suffer, everything's gonna suffer, and you're going to have a harder time getting back into great condition. What's this? Is this Sammy? Sammy, you going to say hello? Say hello, buddy. That's right. We're hanging out. Prodigy Maker Show, episode 38. Say hello, buddy. That's Sammy the Academy Dog, the Tennis Academy Dog. He's back. That's enough. That's enough. i got to do my show now. This is a professional broadcast. It's not super professional uh, tonight. Guys... My kids stole my tripod. They're using it for homeschooling or online schooling. So I don't know where my tripod is. It's just you and me, guys, up close, up close and, and personal. You know, that's what everyone, everyone's just trying to survive right now. I got four kids at home trying to maintain my work. And all, all my kids are online schooling. Not the, not the baby. The baby's not online schooling. She's just chilling. Uh, baby Ocean is chilling, but... You know, we're all just trying to do the best we can. And did I mention cardio? Did I mention your aerobic capacity needs to be high? Because I'll just keep reiterating it. I insist, as Uncle Tony says, I insist the cardio must be high. All right. I mentioned injury prevention. That's a good one. That's an easy one you can do at home. You just need your bands, maybe a physio ball. I've got that in our home gym here. If you have space, time to start building out that home gym with basic functional equipment. You have your bands, you know, exercise bands. I recommend the ones from Black Mountain Products. 
I have no commission from them or anything. I, they have no relationship with them. I'm just telling you guys, Black Mountain Products makes a sweet uh, band kit. And you can use those for all sorts of injury prevention for the shoulder, for the back. Physio ball comes in handy. We use those a lot here at my house with my kids. I'm always I'm training my, my kids in... Uh, my kids do other sports than tennis, but we're doing a lot of athletic training while they're home with me. It's a tennis coach's dream. It's an athletic coach's dream. All your kids are finally online or homeschooled, so you have a lot more time to train them if you're lucky. So I've been doing a lot of home training with my kids. Every morning we, we work out in the gym, in our home gym, and then every afternoon we do some sort of cardio. Did I mention cardio? Because cardio is really important. Did I mention cardio? Did I mention capability. So, <laughs> injury prevention, you, you know, all the things for tennis, rotator cuff, the upper back, the, the deceleration muscles in the upper back, the legs, the knees, what else? Uh, the lower back, the core, you know, you can do core work almost every day. Lower back, abs, you can work the shoulders, get stronger, you can do all sorts of things to help build power with the serve at home. I've got a bunch of exercise for that. I've been teaching a lot of Zoom classes. So this is a new innovation that I've been rolling out now for the last few weeks. We're doing lessons on the Zoom platform and the Zoom platform is really great uh, online communication platform. It's a uh, virtual you know, virtual meetings. So it, uh, you can hold classes with Zoom. You can do one-on-one -on -one privates. You can do group lessons. So I've really been intrigued with the platform and I've been using that a lot in the last few weeks. And to be honest, it's been so much fun. It's been really eye-opening for me because I, I have an asynchronous online school. You guys know at clta.teachable.com. We have the online school, Spanish Academy Online. But all of the classes there, the courses that I offer there are asynchronous. So you don't get to work with me one-on-one -on -one live. And what you can do with Zoom is you can offer synchronous lessons. So you can work with the player in their own living room at home, which I've been doing a lot the last few weeks. And it's been really amazing. What I've done is combined the Zoom lessons the platform with the iCoach, which is another at-home training device that I think is fantastic. I, I recommend it. It is the best machine for uh, at-home training in a small space, in my opinion. Best machine that I found. I use it myself. I train on it myself on a rainy day. I train on it now that everyone is uh, under stay-at-home. Uh, a lot of people are on, under lockdown around the world, especially in, in my area here in New York, New Jersey. So it's a wonderful tool, like a ball machine in your living room. It's the iCoach, and I highly recommend it. I can put a link to it for you guys in the show notes. But I think it's hands down the best small space device for training. Another excellent device that I recommend for home training, if you have a garage, if you have some space, is the, it's called the Great Base Backboard. Basically, it's a backboard that goes in, you need a bigger room and a higher ceiling than you would with an iCoach. iCoach you can do pretty much anywhere, uh, anywhere inside. But with the, uh, the backboard, the backboard was created by Steve Smith. He's a very well-known coach. I respect him a lot. Very technical coach. A little bit old school for my taste, but he's, he's, he's got a very sharp mind. And so he believes in repetition, and he created the great base backboard. And there's some other knockoff variations as well. But the Great Base Backboard is like a, it sort of sends the ball back to you. You can take full strokes. It goes up a little canvas ramp, and then the ball comes back out, and you can work your footwork, and you can get a lot of really good reps in a small space. You need a little more space than an eye coach, but it's an, another excellent tool that you can really rip on and take full swings and, and accelerate and work your footwork. So... Those two are definitely my top of the top for at-home training. iCoach and uh, Great Base Backboard. or It's an indoor backboard with a, with a sort of a canvas 
slope and you swing it, the, you hit the ball into it and then it kind of rolls back to you and you can get a really awesome workout with that. You can get tons of reps, high quality reps and that's really what you need now when you're not able to get to the court, you need to swing the racket. So that's very fundamental. Like you need to, to take strokes and ideally you need to take strokes at full speed or, or near full speed and you need to be able to work your footwork mechanics indoors somehow or in your garage or in uh, your sp a space like a driveway. It's very important to take swings. So if you're trying to keep your game sharp along with cardio, did I mention cardio? you've got to take a lot of swings, mainly ground strokes. You should probably do a lot of serve practice too at home. I can mention uh, some at-home serve drills that you can do as well. Maybe I should post those somewhere. I've been using them a lot in my Zoom lessons, but basically, let's start with ground strokes. So ground strokes, you need to swing a lot of forehands. You need to swing a lot of backhands. So some people do shadow strokes. That's very rudimentary to do shadowing. It's good, it works, I believe in shadowing, but I don't think it's the best. I think it's much better, much more engaging to work with an actual ball that you hit. So that could be an eye coach ball, which is on an arm. The eye coach is a machine that holds the ball on an arm, with an arm, and it goes back and forth, and so you can hit it re repetitively. Uh, a great base backboard with an actual ball that comes back to you is great, because you get the feel of the ball. It's much more engaging. Very hard for kids to focus long-term just shadow stroking. Some kids can do it. They're super focused and they're basically mechanics. They're animals. They can do thousands of shadow strokes and, and they're, you know, they work on their visualized. They're very visual maybe and they can use imagery and really get into it. But I found that a lot of kids are not able to maintain a level of concentration, concentration with just shadowing. So I prefer a device to use like iCoach, Great base backboard. You could try the Topspin Pro. I'm not a huge fan of the Topspin Pro. A lot of people have a Topspin Pro at home. That machine, I'm not as big a fan of because I think it's limited. You can't swing full force on it. It's a little delicate, in my opinion. It's good for getting a feel for Topspin. I have some clients who use it just to get a brushing effect because you can spin the ball in it. But for my money, I would spend on an iCoach or a great base backboard if I had the room for the great base backboard, if I have a big garage or something. I don't have a big garage, so I use the iCoach. I use the iCoach in all my Zoom lessons. So I can actually Zoom connect to your living room. I can have my player working out on the iCoach, and then we can have a really amazing private lesson. Or I've been doing group lessons with six to eight kids maximum where I can watch all of them and we have a tremendous technical footwork and physical workout all from their home. I have some kids in their garage, some kids are on their driveway, some kids are working out in their living room, pushing the couches back, like it's fantastic. So we've been having a lot of lessons like that. I've been doing my high performance groups like that. It's a tremendous workout. I push the kids like they're in the military, like it's a boot camp workout. So they're getting a great fitness workout it is a very cardio-intensive workout because of the footwork focus. They do a lot of moving and footwork mechanics, and I have them ripping on the iCoach. One thing with the iCoach is if you use it at home and you want to rip on it, I, I hack it. I've hacked the machine. What I like to do is put some heavy weights down on it, like dumbbells or uh, barbell weights or some other type of weighting system. So I've got a number of different ways that we weight it down, and then we sort of uh, electrical tape the neck so it's solid, it doesn't pop out, and we just start ripping full strength on that thing. You can do Spanish racket speed drills on the iCoach. You can do all sorts of footwork re and realistic live ball hitting, well, simulated live ball hitting on the, on the iCoach. So I just think if you tweak the machine, if you hack it a little bit and you make it heavy so it doesn't move, it's solid enough that you can rip. And that's what I want. If you're at home, I think it should be ripping full power swings. The problem that I have with people who shadow stroke is they usually don't swing at full speed. So I see a lot of advice floating around. I get a lot of emails with at-home training and I don't think a lot of it's very good. You know, it's a lot of shadowing at slow speed. It's a lot of just basic, you know, physical, uh, physical training exercises like fitness exercises. For me, number one priority. Did I mention cardio? Cardio is king. You got to 
put that way up at the top is you have to maintain your cardio. If you're in a small space, that's going to mean a lot of calisthenics, jump rope, small, uh, high intensity training to get, uh, w- which keeps your heart rate at a high level for a long period of time. Some type of intense interval training, run sprints in your house, run the stairs in your house. Sometimes I'm doing that here when I'm stuck, if it's raining outside, if you can get outside, run, run trails, run in the park, run, run, run your street, run up and down your street, but you got to get that cardio in very, very important after cardio. You have to do something for injury prevention, smart. That could be something a little lighter intensity. So maybe if you're feeling tired or you want to take a light afternoon uh, training, you can do your, your injury, injury prevention. It's a great time to do your core, great time to do your band work. You can do a lot of stretching and yoga, things like that. Third thing, maybe it should be the second thing, the top three, okay, Without a doubt, top three is you got to do a lot of swinging. Swinging the racket, holding the racket, visualizing, using imagery to really feel like you're playing tennis. Even if you're in your living room, you can imagine you're playing a match. You're at a tournament. You can imagine you're at your favorite practice court. And, you're, and every stroke you hit, you, you visualize vividly in your mind, you know, the, the feel of the ball, the, the, the environment, the, where the balls, where you're sending the ball, who you're playing, who you're practicing with, are you hitting cross court, are you hitting down the line? So make the, the, the swinging at home, whether it's shadow swinging or if you're working on a machine like iCoach or great base backboard or whatever you've got, that make it as realistic as possible because that will help the muscle memory and that will help the the in, improve the quality of the practice. It will probably help your engagement too. You'd be more engaged in the practice, more concentrated. It's very important to be focused when you're working at home. So when I do my Zoom classes, I'm on those kids like a dog on a bone. I'm on them like a military uh, drill sergeant because I'm, I'm pushing them. I don't allow them to, be, to do anything lazy with their feet. I don't allow them to do uh, any... Uh, lazy or absent-minded swings. Everything has to be technically perfect. Everything has to be dialed in. The footwork has to be energized or I'm going to, you know, delete them, throw them out of my Zoom group, you know. So with a drill sergeant like me pushing the class, it's amazing. You can get an amazing at-home workout. It's not a substitute for getting on the court, but it is an amazing workout, right? So, Sammy, you're coming back? Sammy, I'm doing a show. This is a professional show. Sammy's all wired up. He's pumped up for episode 38. I don't want to tell you guys. I'm getting kind of pumped up myself. I, don't, I have no business being pumped up right now. I should be tired, but I'm sort of excited because it's good to be back with you guys. Come on, dude. Leave me alone. I got to work. Go. Go do something. Go, go to the couch. All right. Sammy's, Sammy's back. I'm back. Out. Leave me alone. Okay. So did I mention cardio? Please, God, maintain your cardio. Please, people, maintain your children's cardio. Coaches, maintain your students' cardio. If you have to do it by Zoom, do it by Zoom. I'm doing these Zoom private lessons now. Unbelievable. I'm going to keep doing them when the crisis is over because they're so popular and they're very, very effective, especially for kids who need technical work. If you have an eye coach or a, some sort of backboard at home, great base backboard. The eye coach is amazing. I can do a full technical evaluation, full footwork evaluation and workout from uh, remotely, from, from afar, from my living room to the player's living room. And it's really good quality. I can see everything I need to see. I can make the adjustments with, with the player. So for anyone needing technical work or footwork training, it's tremendous. We can do a whole footwork uh, methodology at home. We can do a whole uh, set of protocols. Uh, we can, I can clean up the technique. And then when the player goes back on the court, the muscle memory is embedded and they're going to jump right back in and have much better technical skills, much better footwork when they go live again. So I just think it's a, just a great tool. I'm intrigued by Zoom. I'm very, I'm very excited about it and I want to I evolve it, make it even better. I'm thinking about new ways to make the online training better, but now I can offer 
asynchronous training through my courses. I have these very you know inexpensive courses online, and then I can also offer for people who want it. I can offer synchronous training where you can get a full lesson with me, a private lesson or a group lesson or whatever you want. And I just think that's fantastic because I have a lot of, for example, people who watch the show have big audience of the show, international families who watch, they want me to, to evaluate their children. I get videos all the time from players all around the world. And now it could be very easy for those very same families to, we could set up a Zoom lesson and I could work with their kid and uh, train their technique and train their footwork and then their parents could take them back on the court and apply everything that we did in the Zoom workout, in the Zoom lesson, and it will be very, very valuable. I, I, I see this as a way to connect with kids all across the world now, so I'm kind of excited about that. What else? If you're at home, secondary priorities. I mentioned the top three secondary priorities. Did I mention cardio? Because that's number one. Secondary priorities after the, the big three, you know, injury, preve injury prevention, lots of swinging, weightlifting, you know, the basics, fitness, overall fitness. That's why I said uh, when my student told me he's doing push-ups and sit-ups and things like that, I said, okay, that's good, but he's missing the whole, the whole show, the, the whole enchilada. You know, he's missing the meal. He's just nibbling at the edges. The, 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 the meal, the entire meal is cardio. Did I mention cardio? Lots of swinging with great visualization. A lot of swing. So you keep the, the muscles, keep the swing endurance up. You know, you keep the muscular endurance up. You can also get a, a pretty good cardio workout with shadow swinging or working on the eye coach or a great base backboard. You can get a pretty good cardio workout from that. It's not a substitute for cardio. I know a lot of you don't like to do cardio. A lot of kids hate to do cardio, especially tennis players, because they like to get it on the court. So this is where you have to be extra tough and go out and do that running that you don't want to do. Do the stairs, go for a bike ride, whatever. If you have access to swimming, swim, whatever, whatever you, you do, you, your high intensity training, you have to do extra cardio to combat the fact that you're not getting your cardio from the tennis court. Yeah, I can't stop talking about cardio. I'm sorry, guys. I can't stop talking cardio tonight. It's so important because you come back after a layoff and you're sucking wind. You can't even think. You, you can't hit balls. The kids get super frustrated. You know, in that first week to a month coming back, it's just going to be hell. It's just going to be hell for all the kids. And, and, and any player out there, please don't, don't fall for that trap. I, it's very painful. I've done it myself. It sucks. It sucks so much. To, 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 suck, to, to be sucking wind really sucks. And then your, your practice is, is just not good quality. And usually the kids get very anxious and frustrated from that. So try to, be, uh, try to prevent that. Try to think ahead and, and keep the cardio high. So, you know, basic weightlifting is important at home. If you, but these are secondary things, second, uh, secondary priorities. What else can you do at home? You can do a lot of uh, body weight training, you know, push-ups, squats. I, I recommend uh, like a TRX. We have a TRX in my home gym here. So I have my kids doing body weight training there. If you get some home weights, it's fantastic. Functional training at home is really good with physio ball and bands and things like that. Medicine balls are great. You can make your own home stuff, like use weights around the house. You can lift objects around the house, like rocks. If you have a backyard with rocks, you can lift, you know, furniture. You have to be creative with what, if you don't have a gym, you have to be creative with what you got. But all of that is secondary to the cardio. Did I mention cardio? And the tennis swinging. So you don't want, you don't want a day to go by without swinging the racket. You don't want a day to go by without cardio. If you can do that, keep the cardio high, and make a lot of swings with the racket, you're going to be okay. You're going to maintain some semblance of a, of a tennis player. You're going to maintain some resemblance of, of a tennis player to a tennis player. And when you come back, it's going to be a smooth transition, uh, a nice smooth transition into high-level tennis play and you're going to be able to win that first tournament right off the bat. And if you don't, if you, ha if you let your cardio slip, 
If you're like, oh, I'm just going to work out in the gym for a month or oh, I'm just going to do some shadow tennis at home once or twice a week, you're going to crash and burn and the first month or two months is going to be a rocky road and you're, gonna be, you're not going to be ready to enter tournaments when you're coming back. So this is, this is for you high-performance players. You know, I'm a high-performance coach. This show is all about high-performance junior development. And these are the times where I know that parents are, are stressed for their kid. Kids are stressed. It, it's a time where if you're a serious tennis player, you've got to go above and beyond the call of duty to keep yourself in great shape and to make, your, to make your transition back to the tennis court as smooth as possible. So I know parents are worried about it, the kids are worried about it, and I'm giving you a game plan for that. One thing about shadow strokes that I wanted to mention is I don't actually think shadowing with the racket is ideal. I actually think it can cause injury. This is my personal opinion. You can feel free to disagree with me if you want, but this is, comes from experience. I think it's, it's more stressful, and I, I believe sports science bears this out. It's more stressful to, to swing the racket repetitively without making impact with the ball. In other words, when you make impact with the ball, it reduces the load on the shoulder. So, guys, let me know if you agree or not. I'm pretty sure the sports science is behind me on this. It's the equivalent of throwing, um, like throwing a baseball, you know. My understanding from the sports science, and I could be wrong, but when you make the impact with the ball, it, it will reduce the load on the shoulder, and that's going to re reduce the potential stress on, on the arm. If you just swing with the racket alone, this, maybe this sounds counterintuitive, but I, I believe this is true. <laughs> tell, me, tell me if I, you disagree, guys. If you swing with just the racket by itself, there's no... The, the, the acceleration, obviously there's no impact, but, but the, the, the weight of the racket fi uh, finishing and accelerating through puts more load on the arm than when you make the impact with the ball. I have to check with my buddy Mark Kovacs on this, but I don't want you guys to think, oh, this guy Chris, Chris is a total idiot about this, he, he's talking nonsense, but I really think that's the case, and I believe, I, I, I must have read this in a sports science journal, that I'm not just making this stuff up, like this is coming from... A, from a sports science study. I'm pretty certain of that. Guys, let me know what you think in the comments. But I, I, I've noticed that when I shadow swing at home, and I do a lot of them, it really does a job on my shoulder. That's why I saw some coaches recommending swinging double rackets at home, like to get stronger. I think that's a big mistake. Don't swing the double rackets. If you do swing the double rackets, like holding two rackets at once, I mean, little kids should not do that. Maybe full-grown adults could do that a little bit, like just for some extra weight, you know, resistance. But I highly recommend you do not swing a lot with double rackets or extra weight on your racket. I think it's dangerous. I think the racket is enough weight for the shoulder. And I would limit the amount of swings that you do without, without uh, an impact. So I like when you impact the ball. I like when you impact the eye coach, things like that that are more realistic. So that's just one caveat for you guys. I don't know if you're going to buy into that or not. I, I'm, I'm suddenly doubting my own recommendation here, but I really do believe that that's based in the sports science, uh, based on, a, on sports science studies. And gosh, I really think that's true. If you swing without the impact, it's, it's, it's more stressful on the shoulder. Be careful. Try it. Let me know what you think. Because I've, I've noticed it myself that it's, it's more stressful that way, especially if you swing at high speeds. So what happens is people usually don't swing at high speeds with the racket just shadowing, and it's probably safer that way. But it's not that good a workout. I don't think it's a great workout to swing at slow speeds. And it, it sort of fosters the wrong muscle memory because the idea is to whip the racket head through to train at full speed at home in a small space. You want to train at full velocity, and that's going to put a lot of stress on your shoulder if you do that without an impact. You, you, want, you want to make the impact, maybe because the impact slows down the speed of the racket. This is like a physics uh, question. You know, the impact slows down the speed of the racket, so there's less strain on the shoulder as you're following through, versus when you swing with just the racket, it goes all the way through very fast, and it puts more load on the shoulder. Anyway, that's, that's, I think that's what I'm getting at. 
So just be careful with the shadow swings. Obviously, if you don't have an eye coach, if you don't have a, a great base backboard, this is a really tough situation. You're going to have to do old school shadow strokes, strokes, shadow boxing, and you're just going to have to be careful. You may have to do it at a slower speed. I don't like doing shadowing at a slower speed. I think it's, I don't want to say a waste of time, but it's, it's not ideal. I really believe to get the most out of at-home swinging for tennis, you should swing at near max uh, velocity, unless you're just working on, you know, some simple technique or something like that. All right, we've got a comment from Jerry Blum. What's up, buddy? How are you? Hope, you, hope you're doing well. And I'm hoping all of you staying safe and healthy. Probably most of you are staying home, helping to flatten the curve. Someone can hold a stick or broom with a ball connected on a rope like the swing doctor. Yeah, that, that is uh, not a bad idea. So I have some families who have set up like a hanging ball on a string. You could probably jimmy rig something like that. It's probably not ideal. Again, I really think the eye coach is the best I found. I've tried a lot of sort of at-home setups and the eye coach is my absolute favorite. Second favorite is the great base backboard, but you need more space. Unfortunately, it's, it's big. It's kind of a big de uh, machine. It's not a machine. It's like a, whatever you want to call it, device. And it, you need a pretty big garage for the great base backboard. I think those are absolutely ideal. You can hit against your garage wall. I used to do that as a kid a lot. You know, you can, if you have enough space in your garage, you can hit directly against the garage wall. Another at-home way of training is with a, a softball. I like to use like a Dunlop speed ball, basically a red ball, but I like the foam ones that are a little bouncy because so, they, they make no sound, so you're not going to annoy your neighbors or if you're in an apartment. We've got a lot of families holed up in apartments here in New York City. It, you're not going to uh, uh, drive the neighbors bananas, and you can do a lot of fun stuff with that. You, I have one client who set up um, a mini court, like a 36-foot red court in, in his living room. He just moved all the furniture out, set up a mini net, and is using a red ball or a foam ball to, you know, you can play mini tennis in there. That's a pretty good workout. You know, you can stay pretty sharp with the, on a 36-foot court, a red court. If you had a few weeks and you can only uh, play uh, mini tennis, that's not so bad. You can do a lot in a mini. You can, you can take some full, full cuts at the ball with the foam ball. And you can get a pretty good footwork workout. You can have fun, play some games on a mini court. If you have room, that's a really great idea to set up a small mini court if you have a big enough space. Some people just don't have enough space for that. You could do that in a garage. You could do that on your driveway. And hey, I, if I couldn't get to a real court, I would be happy to play uh, mini tennis on a red court because you know, red, 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 court, red ball tennis is fun. You know, and, and you can you can pretty much do do a lot. I would try to use full size rackets so you get you don't lose the feeling of of the you know of the the weight and the the length of the racket. I, I wouldn't switch rackets, but another thing you can do is play with the foam ball against the wall. You can do volleys with the foam ball against the wall. You can do ground strokes against the wall with the foam ball. Foam ball is great for at home training because it's not going to break anything. And it's not going to drive people, if you have neighbors, it's not going to drive them bananas with the constant funk, funk, funk of a yellow ball. And you won't break all your valuable stuff, all the valuable stuff in your house either. So, yeah, that, that uh, Jerry Blum says, yes, uh, softballs are good for the home. The eye coach is amazing. It is amazing. You've got to hack the eye coach. If you're going to swing full speed like me, like a professional, like a pro circuit level player, or you're, if you're a college player, full-grown, full adult player, big guy, you got to weight down the eye coach, and you got to sort of, uh, you got to use some electrical tape on the neck to keep it secure, but I found that I can, I can smash that thing. I can swing full speed. I have my students doing Spanish racket speed drills on the eye coach. Amazing. All, all in the living room, and there's no ball pickup, so... You can get a lot of, if you're focused, you can get a lot of really high quality reps, almost like you're working on a ball machine without any pickup time. It can be a very high productive hour or hour and a half on the iCoach. If you do, I've developed this whole proprietary footwork 
a series of drills that I do with the iCoach that are not nothing that nothing like the videos that are recommended by the iCoach manufacturer. I don't use those videos at all. I don't recommend those videos at all either. I have a whole series of drills and a methodology that I that I use with kids in my Zoom lessons on the iCoach. A lot of footwork movements and exercises with racket speed and exercise uh, on different. Uh, different uh, patterns that we use on the iCoach and I found that to be very very effective and the kids can get uh, almost as good a workout as if I'm there hand feeding the ball to them on a real court so that and that's kind of what I was trying to duplicate I was trying to recreate the feeling of me tossing them a ball like the Spanish way to uh, hand feeding them a ball but from my living room to their living room and the iCoach allows me to do that I can set it up for them I can have them set it up and then I can mimic a lot of the drills that they do in Spain. I can, I can recreate a lot of the footwork and movement skills that I want them to do uh, and the patterns where I want them to move on like they would on a full court. And if they have enough space in their living room, we can really get moving and get the technique right. So I, I've found that to be incredible, an incredible tool combining the iCoach with a platform like Zoom. So what else? That is... That is about my basic advice for at-home training. You have cardio, injury prevention, and lots and lots of stroking. I think it should be a daily thing. If you're a serious player, you don't want a day to go by without practice, without tennis practice. So that's an hour to two hours of, of swinging forehands, backhands, slice backhands, volleys, and, and uh, overheads and serves, so all the, try to get all the strokes in, just like you would go to a two-hour practice at your club. I, I don't think kids are practicing nearly enough at home, and so they lose some of their edge. Couple hours at home in the afternoon, a morning cardio run, uh, some sort of morning high-intensity interval work, some type of cardio work, high-intensity cardio work, and then an afternoon of, sh of swinging, either shadow swinging or working on an at-home ball machine type uh, with an at-home machine. And you've got a pretty good at-home tennis training regimen. You throw in some weightlifting, you throw in some injury prevention, and you've got the bases covered and you're doing it the right way, the best way. So if you want to call that a secret, I guess it is kind of, kind of a secret. This is the way I would train my own children. This is the way I'm telling all my clients to train Cardio comes first, the tennis stuff comes second. Part of the tennis stuff is serving. I don't think people do enough serving at home. Serving is actually something you can do quite easily at home. You can set up a baseline in your living room. You can, if your ceiling is too low, you can choke up on the racket or you can just use your hand. Sometimes it's better just to swing with your hand. I prefer shadow swinging with your hand. This is for ground strokes too because, again, I believe swinging the racket excessively at home without making impact with anything, I believe it's dangerous for, for the shoulder. You can get injured. I actually think if you have a choice and you need to do a lot of swings at home and you don't have access to an at-home ball machine like an iCoach or a great base backboard, you want to use just simply your hand because then the load on the shoulder is less and you can do lots and lots of swings and get your full workout in without too much uh, stress on the shoulder. The, the last thing you want is to be doing an hour or two of shadow swinging and then your shoulder's ready to fall off the next day and you got an injury. You got some type of overuse strain on your, your shoulder. You got to protect your shoulder when you're working out at home. So yeah, I think that encompasses a very good at-home training. Obviously, if you can get to the tennis court, if you're in an area where you're, you're able to go play, that is uh, ideal. Uh, try to combine both. You know, if you're able to get to the court, combine a lot of this at-home work. And, and then if you're able to get to the court, you, you try to mimic what you're doing at home on the tennis court and vice versa. You try to take all of the at-home work that you're doing and translate it to the tennis court. When you... When you are able to get, when, when, everyone's, when all the clubs open up again and people are able to go back to practice, you, you want to take all the things that you're doing at home over these weeks and build up to a smooth transition where you get back to the tennis court 
and you're able to put together all of the footwork that you've practiced and all, and all the stroke work. And you don't want to allow your strokes or your footwork to degrade. You don't want your cardiovascular capability, your capacity to degrade, and you don't want your strokes to degrade. If you can maintain those, maybe even improve those, you can have a big, uh, uh, you, can, you can come back quickly and smoothly to the, the real tennis court. I see my buddy Ben Sterner, uh, Ben Sterner's watching. What's up, buddy? Ben is always telling me that this is a good time to work on the mental game. Good time to work on your tactics. It's a good time to work on, you could watch some of your, your videos from matches. You could watch, you know, famous matches. You, could, you can dial up lots of great matches on YouTube or there's a lot of resources now online to study that way. So these are other ways that you can train at home and that's very common advice. You see that a lot. I get a lot of emails telling uh, with videos that I should watch and people say it's a great time to study courses and improve your education and your knowledge. That is true to a certain extent and I'm starting to do some Zoom lessons with kids who want to watch their uh, match and, and, and they want to study tactics with me or they want to go over uh, mindset and character building and, and goal setting with me. That, 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 those are legitimate things that you can do via Zoom. In a, you can do it in a private lesson format. You can do it at home. On the, you can do it on the telephone. Good old-fashioned telephone with your coach. Or you could do it at home with your mom and dad if you're a player. Uh, so it, it is a good time to go over your goal setting, to go over your annual development plan. It's a good time to study matches. It's a good time to look at videos, a good time to take a course like an online course of which there are myriad online courses to choose from, sometimes too many and sometimes the quality is dubious. So be careful with the online courses that you teach. But again, I think it's a really big mistake and a big pitfall, a big trap if you take this time and you, you, you here are some, some of the mistakes you make. You just study online stuff. You just read books. You just watch videos. What happens to your cardio? Bam. Goes way down. You think you're doing a good job with the, the goal setting and, and the mental stuff and the blah, blah, blah. But now you got a big problem when you return to the tennis court. So I, I love, if you have time to do mental training work, sports psychology, tactical study, watch matches, great. Do that after your cardio. Do that while you're doing your cardio. Watch a match while you take a course while you're running on a treadmill for an hour or two. Please do your cardio and do your requisite stroking work before you do the other stuff. Because those are the foundation, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. Those are the foundations, staying fit and in shape, keeping your strokes from degrading, keeping your, cardio, your, keeping your cardio from degrading. That has to be the priority. So, I don't know how else to say it, guys. You know, there will be a lot of players who make that mistake, and they're going to find out the hard way when they get back in the tournaments and they lose first round or second round. And they won't happen with my students. Hopefully most of them will, will be doing, they'll be following the doctor's orders. They'll be following my prescription for tennis health. So that's my best prescription for you guys. I hope you can find some value in, in, those, uh, in, in, in that advice. And I'm wishing you all safety and health for, for not only yourselves, but for your families. Please stay safe. Please help to flatten the curve, stay at home as much as you can. That's good advice. And when you're at home, did I mention, keep your cardio very high. Get in touch with me if you have any questions about at-home training. I guess I can put the links for those devices that I love in the show notes. You can feel free to grab one. I think they're very good investments. They will be good investments even for the future because you can use them on a rainy day. Great rainy day training machines. What else? If you have any if you have any questions about what to do with your kid at home on, on, um, 
on 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 rainy days when you can't get outside or for the next uh, month or two if you're if you if you're if you're in an area where you where you're not allowed to leave your your house or your apartment please just reach out to me i answer all my emails personally chris at chrislewitt.com you can message me on facebook you can whatsapp me chris lewitt 914-462-2912 if you're international we have a lot of international folks who like to watch the show so our audience is worldwide please get in touch touch with me any way you'd like and i'll be happy to share my best advice any any ideas i can give you to help your yourself or your children uh train at home and stay fit i would be happy to do that that would um that would make me feel really good if i could help you that way and guys, I will see you on the next broadcast. I don't know if we'll be able to go next week. I am super busy here just trying to survive, as most tennis coaches are right now. I, I have a really uh, soft spot in my heart, really deep feelings for all everyone in our industry right now. Tennis coaches as a whole are really struggling. Many of them have been forced into unemployment. Many tennis coaches right now they cannot work at their club and they have a double gut punch because many of their parks are closed. They can't even teach outside in a park. So I really feel badly for the the coaching community writ large. And I'm just wishing all you guys uh, a speedy return to the tennis court. Try to stay strong. Try to stay fit. Try to stay positive. I know it's a tough time. And... Um, it's like a tough uh, three-set or five-set match. We have to survive. We have to fight. And, and we'll come back strong soon. So to all you tennis coaches out there, hang in there. Uh, again, if, reach out to me if you're a coach, parent, or player. Re- feel free to re- reach out to me. Don't be shy. I will see you guys on the next program. If not this week coming up, we'll try to do one soon. And I'll try to, uh, I miss you guys, miss hanging out with you guys, and I I miss doing the show. So I'm going to try to keep uh, producing the podcast and the show regularly, and I'll see you guys hopefully soon. Have a good night. God bless. Peace. We hope you enjoyed the program. Please give us a five-star review on iTunes and recommend the show to your friends. We greatly appreciate your likes and shares. Thank you for your support of the show and for helping us grow our audience. If you would like to train with Chris, please visit chrislewitt.com for more info. You can also join Chris's online school, clta.teachable.com, and follow his blog at prodigymaker.com. A reminder that all show archives can be found at youtube.com forward slash chrislewitt, and the show can be watched live on Facebook. Just search Chris Lewitt on Facebook to join the show. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Vamos! Vamos!